We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Joining us in our best ball mini draft in progress from the 101. That is what we are doing today on Road of His Overtime. Myself and Sean were just about to kick this off. We had some technical issues. Thankfully, we have been able to make the selections. We are back up. We are running and we are ready to go. We have made five selections, Sean, to this point. We get the 101 in this particular draft. We pick up Justin Jefferson at that there particular point. Then we also get Brees Hall. We get Jalen Hurts. We also then have tj hawkinson and kenneth walker to go with our start here so one wide receiver one tight end two running backs one quarterback through the opening five selections 101 sean that's easy it's either justin jefferson or jamar chase we go with jamar or justin jefferson here then we get into the situation where when we are at the back end of that second round t higgins goes one pick ahead of us Devontae smith goes a couple of picks ahead of us jalen waddle goes just ahead of that it leaves us in a situation where the next wide receivers are kind of the Amari Cooper, DK Metcalf here. So Jalen Hurts is the selection to get that elite quarterback. Then we get Brees Hall, who leads off on a run of six consecutive running backs going in that early third round with Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, Ramondre Stevenson, Derek Henry, Jamari Gibbs going. Then when it gets back to us in the fourth round, we're kind of hoping that Jerry Judy makes it back to us. He does not. He goes two picks ahead of us at that particular point. TJ Hawkinson is the selection at the 412. And then it's Kenneth Walker. The first pick, Sean, that we had much discussion about, I think, to see what we would do was that selection with Kenneth Walker at the 501, pick 49 overall. The concern being that we have one wide receiver, and that is an extremely good wide receiver in Justin Jefferson. We now have his stablemate in Minnesota with TJ Hawkinson. We may see what we do with that Minnesota side as we move forward, but Kenneth Walker was the pick at the 501. Drake London was available. Christian Kirk, Chris Godwin, Jackson Smith and Jigba, who has now just gone off the clock. We're in a zone there where it may be quite slim pickings, even in that late sixth round and the first pick of the seventh round at a wide receiver when it does come back to us. That was kind of our joint concern. But Kenneth Walker, I think when we look at the players that have gone off after him, with running backs like Miles Sanders, Aaron Jones, J.K. Dobbins, Joe Mixon, I, I do think that Kenneth Walker at that spot is the the best pick out of the available players. What are your thoughts there? And, and it is a little bit tricky. If you miss out on the 
range where you're seeing the likes of DeAndre Hopkins, DJ Moore, uh, Christian Watson, Terry McLaurin, uh, the two Chargers wide receivers, and then Jerry Judy. There is a, a run there in that fourth round where it is very, very heavy on wide receivers. Out of the 10 picks, nine wide receivers go. There is a bit of a slowdown then, so we'll see what gets back to us. But still happy with the Kenneth Walker selection there? Yes, and the situation that we got into really with both of the turns is that you want receivers in those slots and yet the value is really really poor right we basically have the guys who are in round three as being round four values we have the round four guys in many cases being round three values you're going to end up with a lot of exposure to those players throughout the course of the tournament that doesn't mean that you're going to shy away in obvious situations and yet you don't necessarily want to be drafting guys you're already going to have a lot of exposure to way above ADP. So if you can put together a top three picks where you have the potential top player at all three positions, I think you'd like that. But then you come around to TJ Hawkins and Kenneth Walker, you're again in a little bit of that same situation where the guys going next in terms of Drake London, Christian Kirk, Chris Godwin, Godwin we like, but Michael Pittman, you know, those values, not as good JSN, somebody we're going to have a huge amount of exposure to. So again, you're worried about overdrafting him in drafts where it doesn't make as much sense. So you get a couple of young running backs column. I like that because we want to have at least a little bit of exposure to the idea that we could have a 2016 season. And with the ADP that we have right now, you're getting fantastic values on these running backs in general. You still don't want to lean into that. But if the draft really pushes you in that direction and you like the players who were there, that allows you to get a little bit of that hyper-fragile. In this case, just kind of using the definition in terms of any draft that has two or three early running backs. I mean, those drafts are going to be few and far between for us, but it, it fit really well with how this particular team came together. Yes, yeah, so we're pretty happy with how things are stacking up so far, but we just again, Sean, we're getting nipped by the, the drafter here, just two picks ahead of us every time. Dallas Goddard was somebody who we discussed potentially at the last pick we were hoping might have slid it back to us. But we are in a situation now. We do have the Pittsburgh Steelers and Pickens and Johnson there. We have Marquise Brown there. I feel like this is a, a strong wide receiver area here. We also have Jahan Dodson as a potential option. So have you? who's your preference here for the first wide receiver? Is it Pickens? Yeah, let's go ahead and take Pickens, and then we can focus a little bit more on the second pick and decide if we want to go with Deontay Johnson or if we want to go with Marquise Brown. Obviously, if we go with Johnson, we're going to have both of those Steelers. Kenny Pickett has been very inexpensive. He's one of the best value in all the drafts. If you have both of his receivers, he's probably not going to go early. If we go with Marquise Brown, that gives us the other side of that Week 17 game with our quarterback. I'll let you decide. I thought that was the way you were going to go and I'll let it play. I think for the draft to potentially get Pickett with that, I think is a, an interesting play. The other thing is we do currently have uh, Jalen Hurts, so it means that we're not as pressed on who we need to get at the quarterback position. Now, I did mention we have two Vikings that there now is two Steelers. I would have been interested at that point in um, Marquise Brown, who you mentioned as well. I'd also would have been interested if it was a solo draft and potentially going getting Jahan Dodson with Sean that is the player now that we hope that may slide back to us he probably won't but we always try and play that little bit of a an ADP game to, to see if these guys will slide down how close is it for you between somebody at this point in time like 
Dotson versus Deontay Johnson? Probably not that close because Johnson's target earning ability is so elite. And if you expect the Steelers to bounce back really to any extent at all this season, then we're looking at Johnson as being one of the most undervalued receivers in the entire player universe. The flip side of that, or in some ways concurrent with that, we have a situation where George Pickens is one of the best breakout players. So we talked about why we didn't go with receiver at the 2-3 turn or the 4-5 turn, and this answers the question a little bit in that Pickens is someone I have ranked several rounds earlier. Johnson, Johnson also someone that I have ranked earlier than he's being taken right here. We want to get solid ADP value, but especially we want to get a lot of rankings value on the team. And again, especially if that also fits with our overall plan, what we've done here is give ourselves a couple of shots at that second quarterback, whether it is Kirk Cousins with the Minnesota Vikings, Kenny Pickett with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I really like that element of it. And so then we start to look at you know what games in weeks, both 16 and 17, we look at that mini tournament in week 16. If we can get through that, get multiple teams into the finals, then our chance for that big payday and just chances for the bigger paydays in that final week really skyrocket. Colin, this is a fun team in terms of the players that we have here at all the different positions. And even if we don't get quarterbacks with both of these guys, we can still play these games where we have multiple Vikings. We have multiple Steelers. We look at the other side of that. We try and play through and work for a shootout in that situation the frustration in this draft i think would be the fact that in that round two range we had the guys we're really looking at in terms of jalen waddle Devonte smith patrick mahomes t higgins go right ahead of us obviously if you get mahomes and higgins just slightly farther then you can play their week 17 game off of each other at the turn if you have Devonte smith making it to the 212 you can put him with jalen hurts not necessarily expecting that because those guys are a lot more valuable than this stretch of six consecutive running backs that goes off immediately afterward. But those are some of the considerations that you're looking at early there in the draft. Yeah, so at the moment now, three wide receivers on the roster, two running backs, one tight end, one quarterback. It does give you that flexibility, Sean. Sometimes when it is a little bit like, we'll check this out at the end of the draft. Would we have changed out the Hurts pick if we if those quarterbacks do fall into nice positions for us but a long way to go before we have to have those discussions in this particular draft Dotson who I mentioned still available Johnson who we didn't mention we've drafted a couple of times and he is still also available so I think we're getting into a an area where eight picks away you can almost start to dream almost start to hope so it's going to be fun here as we we pick through these next couple of rounds Bateman maybe comes into consideration James Cook Sean has added to the queue Kirk Cousins the thing my problem with the Kirk Cousins is it feels like there's going to be some names in that area which are just too appetizing to, to pass up on to take you know Kirk Cousins how much Sean does your feelings on Kirk Cousins outweigh winning three million dollars with Kirk Cousins I mean if we won three million dollars with Kirk Cousins then we could just have him in the show intro. He'd be our new favorite player. No problem. We'd be wearing Kirk Cousins jerseys on the podcast. Exactly. Exactly. And especially with the addition of Addison, I really love his situation for the 2023 season. I think his second year in that system 
we already saw how he performed in his debut campaign with it. You'd have to have some other good values here to pass on Cousins. I do like the potential of letting him fall through and just see how far he might fall since we have the two most interesting pass catchers with him. The answer to that is not at all. He goes ahead of our spot. And so we don't even have that option. That's one of the reasons why I think it's really positive to have built in what we have with the Steelers, where we can come back with Kenny Pickett. By having built that, now we have options a little bit later. Column, I have just the two players in the queue right here. Let's take Bateman to start, and then you can kind of argue me out of Jamison Williams. One of the reasons that we have Williams there is that Detroit factors into that Week 16 game against the Vikings. Obviously, without Kirk Cousins, it's a little bit less important, but still a shootout in that week that carried all of those players would have an excellent effect on our roster here. The next receiver is going down. Guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, Odell Beckham, Alan Lazard. That's a big drop in terms of pure talent and overall upside for this team. Yeah, so that is uh, zero seconds left on the clock that Sean has given me to argue outside of uh, Jameis Williams. I think Sean knew that that was the the selection that we were going to go with based on what he mentioned about Week 17, but also with the players available in and around that range. There's a lot of quarterbacks going there. Anthony Richardson, Dak Prescott, Zach Charbonnet, then at running back, Daniel Jones again at quarterback, and Joku, Michael Thomas at wide receiver. It is a little bit like we talked about on the draft last week of a, a flatter area. We did as well when I was making the conversation. I was quite confident that uh, Cousins would get to. It does go one pick ahead, but we also miss out on some of the other players in the queue, like Quentin Johnson, three or four picks before our selection as well. Dotson does go. So he would have been the preferred option for me, but obviously when they don't make it to you, Sean, you cannot select them. That is part of the rules of, of drafting. But there also, Sean, was a comment that I received on Twitter recently when I mentioned that we went over... 2000 subscribers on the road of his youtube page and it was if i clipped up all the times during drafts that sean asked me who i wanted as the clock expired that we would have at least double the amount of subscribers <laughs> so there's another one that we can get the timestamp for to add on i really enjoyed the the 0.00 seconds i feel like that, that was the most flagrant one yet that was the most blatant one and i am definitely going to have to make a clip out of this particular one so i have taken a, a timestamp for it but Fun times. I, I always enjoy it, and it is something that we've integrated well and truly into the show. But, Sean, we have at this point nine selections in the book. I think uh, things are looking pretty interesting based on how we started off the draft, how we then waited a little bit on wide receiver, where we do go and take our two running backs at that point, our elite quarterback. So it is now Jalen Hurts. We have Brees Hall. We have Kenneth Walker. We have Justin Jefferson, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Rashad. Rashad Bateman, Jameson Williams, and TJ Hawkinson. So I think we missed out in a few of our targets. This is the part we always talk after the draft, but we also have got a lot of options that we would have preferred to get. And I think those picks through uh, the last four wide receivers have, have helped really give a, a balance to this roster that we would like through those opening nine to 10 rounds. How are you feeling as we we look at it with you know the, the running backs very pleased with elite quarterback elite tight end you mentioned earlier trying to get you know the three top players at those positions or the top players at those specific positions and it feels like with this draft so far we have a potential opportunity to have in the zone at definitely quarterback tight end and 
uh, wide receiver and and what those two your, your young running backs although one is coming back off a serious knee injury there is also that potential to, to have that in there at that position so I, i'm pretty co- uh, confident in the upside of this team so far yeah and you have walker as a little bit of a bring back in that week 17 game for the steelers i think the only thing here would be you know how nervous do you end up getting as we go along that Pickett will be there where he's supposed to be we've had some listener drafts sent in where they built similarly to what we're doing here and they picked Pickett a little bit early now he's going so late that if you pick him a little bit early you don't even really have to worry that much that your adp or that your draft capital is going to be a real issue but we are seeing quarterbacks go off the board one of the things i think is interesting when you decide to join drafts and you see a lot of badges you know sometimes you're like well i'm not going to get nearly as good an adp value in those drafts all of those players are looking you know very strongly for adp value and at the same time a lot of those players are almost playing their own individual games where they're trying to build the best week 17 team they're a little bit less focused on winning the individual draft and that can be great for you because it allows you to finish out your build sometimes when you have more wild cards in the draft you'll have a selection like the selection in the last round against us where the Kirk Cousins pick probably doesn't really fit what they need to do and so you worry that there could be a second pick of that, that, that nature feels like that later on yeah and, and that there also when somebody is right in front if you and those selections that becomes a little bit of a, a fear i guess psychologically but it feels like that particular drafter may have felt that the next options a quarterback going after that that there was a tear break and there was a to make that pick because that's a little bit ahead of where we would normally see him going sean but we're getting into the range now where other tight ends may have come into play fairmouth if he had to go back to us may have become a consideration particularly with the pittsburgh side of things he goes off the board uh four picks ahead of ours so at the moment, Sean, in the queue, it is Antonio Gibson, Elijah Mitchell, and Rishi Rice. We are one selection away. Tyler Boyd goes off the board. Any other names at this particular point that you're interested in slotting in there, or are they the clear options for you at this particular pick? And is it a case with it becoming a little bit flatter, potentially, at the positions that you would pivot into um, looking into those quarterbacks? I think we're a bit too early for the, the quarterback thoughts at this point. Yeah, so... One of the things that we can do here is we can take Gibson and set up a little bit for how we'll get to that in a second. After we make our second pick, we have the back-to-back ones, obviously. Do you have a preference for Mitchell, Rice, Kendra Miller here? We could look at Sky Moore instead. There's a potential that he could be the guy who kind of bounces back. Colin, who do you like? I think we go for Sky Moore potentially. Do you want to go for Rice or Sky Moore? You're the chief Sky. We'll take more. We'll get the player who, I mean, they're being valued in very similar areas, but he has the experience in the offense now. He's being pretty heavily sold, and there are very good reasons for that. Anytime that you fail to the extent that he did as a rookie, that's a massive red flag. But Colin, I do like having now the receiver. He did also fail as a rookie, but that doesn't mean that he is toast at the same time. It doesn't, but it, I mean, it, it is a very bad It sign. doesn't help the upside yet, but um, I think, I still think there's, hopefully there's there's something a little there. We have taken Rice a few times, so that was kind of the differentiator there for me. But again, this is the zone we've talked about through those 10, 11 rounds where it gets a little bit flatter if the preferred targets 
are not there a lot of rookies going off in this range a lot of second year players as well so they're kind of the the ones that i'd be picking gibson there was the option there to go with another running back if we had one running back there i was kind of thinking that we would have a four running back build here sean and kind of set it where it was and that was appealing to me but i i also think there are some very interesting running backs that will be going between now and round 18 that we don't really want to set ourselves completely out on that it does feel like though with this next turn when we do get back that that is the is that is that where you're kind of targeting to see what the options are here for quarterbacks when it comes back at the the 12 12 and 1301 probably not really because when we look at the qb adps here you have russell wilson at about 130 you have kyler at 139 who you know is probably off the board when we take jalen hurts that early then you're really looking to have only one additional qb and you're looking to have a qb who's very inexpensive and yet fits what you've built so far and that you believe has extreme breakout potential that would be why kenny pickett and sam howell fit so well for us you have Carr at 143 you have stafford 157 you know bryce young trey lance you don't get to kenny pickett until we're down at 175 now again that's a situation that's before where... it gets back to us and the you know the, the the call is if we don't take him at the 1301 do we get him at the 1412 and that is the more of the discussion point than the adp discussion i think well even at the 1415 turn he would be a little bit ahead of adp but he starts to get close enough to adp that if there is a drafter out there who is a little bit more interested in breaking our team as opposed to building their team or just believes that kenny pickett is the perfect play because he's got great breakout potential you know maybe the friar move drafter for example and that drafter has a pick just four slots ahead of us so you can run into that and and that is something that we have to consider that's one of the reasons to have selected antonio gibson he's someone who is drawing i don't know if buzz is the right term but there's the potential that he's much more involved with this new offense that emulates a lot of what Kansas City wants to do. We know that he is an elite talent, or at least I think that we have lots of signals that he's an elite talent when he's really given that opportunity, when he's put in space. He could be the guy instead of Brian Robinson. We've talked up Robinson a little bit as well. I'm obviously a little bit more <laughs> optimistic about the Washington offense than the community, but we still want to draft those guys at or below ADP because we know we're going to get a lot of different shots at them. Colin, we're coming up here to another area that just really is not interesting at all in terms of the players <laughs> who are available. We have Romeo Dobbs up here. I mean, you can go 20, 30 guys and not find another player that you really want. Dobbs isn't making it to us, Sean. I'm convinced after any player that I've mentioned prior uh, has not made it to us. So we've one pick to go. Will Dobbs make it? I think he's a clear. He does. He's a clear pick here for us we can we can use those 30 seconds to kind of let it roll down and then i do think laporte is another option but are you happy to go with dobbs here at this pick that's the the first selection i'd make yeah so we'll take dobbs we were honestly very in on him last season there were some mixed elements to what he did and yet his rapport with jordan love seems to be the best there's been some reporting that he could lead the team in receptions Christian Watson has been too good to really buy that completely. So probably won't be 
the wide receiver one, but there's a lot of breakout potential. And it sounds like, or just reasonably speaking, the gap between those two second-year players and all of the rookies that they brought in to bolster this offense for, I wouldn't say the long term, I mean, hopefully even the intermediate term and the short end of that. But Jaden Reed, somebody with a very mixed prospect profile, reasons to be excited, a couple of different years where he had elite production, reasons to be concerned in terms of his final production, in terms of his sort of age-adjusted arc, a couple of really poor seasons as well. But Dobbs looks like a guy who, again, a lot of breakout potential. He fits really well with our build. One of the things that we were looking at doing was getting the other side of that week 17 game where we have both Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson. If we can build out to where we have that game and it helps us if we shoot out, if it shoots out and then several other games where it helps us if they shoot out, then again, you're looking at the potential to have the overall upside to win the entire tournament, but while doing it with guys that you wanted anyway. And that, I think, is the real key, at least for me, Colin, is that when we're trying to build these overall game stacks, it's just so crucial that they be guys that were already targets. Yeah, and you mentioned some of the different things going on there, but Dobbs also coming back against the Vikings in Week 17. And it feels like, Sean, we've just built a, an NFC North team here, uh, trying to pick out as many of those guys with Detroit and the Vikings obviously paired in there and... Uh, Nice on Packers. So it'll be interesting to see how we fill this thing out. At the moment, we have one quarterback, three running backs, seven wide receivers, two tight ends. It gives a huge amount of flexibility through these last couple of rounds as to, to what we are going to do here. First question, Sean, tight ends. I'm probably good to roll through the season with Hawkinson and Laporta. Obviously, if an opportunity provides itself, we'll we'll make that conversation around tight end. Do you feel like a two tight end build here is is set up okay with having a rookie in there with your established veteran? I do. They have different buys. They both have a lot of upside. We're just kind of – this team right now, as long as we get picket, is set up with a ton of flexibility. We talked about getting those two you early go whatever you want. And yeah. yet we now have built out the wide receiver depth that we need, and we're going to be pivoting back to running back in an area that tends to be favorable. That doesn't mean that you can't get <laughs> sniped on a bunch of the guys that you're really looking at and get there again in situations late that are a little bit trickier. But this particular build, we can just go in any direction that we want. And so I've got a lot of enthusiasm for the way the team looks at this moment. We'll see if we can finish off these last five rounds. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So we're both feeling pretty positive nine picks away here in the 14th round before our next two selections. One of the advantages, Sean, when we have a pick at the turn when we're doing these shows, it gives you time to, you know, kind of unwind and, and talk about the players that we decide after we make those selections. So it does make it a little bit more relaxed. It makes it more relaxed as well when the players that you're hoping to get all are, you know, available to you at that point. So we are waiting to see kind of how the chips fall as we move on. Some of the players that are in the queue over the next kind of two rounds potentially of ADP is Chase Brown. Kenny Pickett, who we've talked quite a bit about, Rondell Moore, Chuba Hubbard, who we've talked on a number of different podcasts about at the running back position, and then Tyquan Thornton. Then, just for uh, you know legal obligations, we have to have Sam Howell in the queue at most times during the draft, and then Zach Evans would be popping up. But a little bit further down the line, I think for Howell and Evans, it's going to be interesting. Though Sean here, we will I think have a, a couple of players here to give us conversation around who we would select at this next pick so four picks away the number of players available to us the players going off the board the players that we're happy to see going off the board even players that we like still now and in previous seasons Alexis Singletary and Mostert both gone off the board in the last two selections Sean I think this is the area where you make the pick on on Kenny Pickett if you're if you're doing it but we have Brown we have Hubbard who would both be very good additions to this running back core and then we also have Rondell Moore who could fit in with the wide receivers that we have we have some young wide receivers in there would give you more veteran depth as well but what way are you feeling like leaning I don't want to curse it but one pick away all those options are available we're on the clock all those options do come up we know that we want pickets so that can be kind of our fallback here the other two guys who are really interesting Chase Brown Rondell Moore this is right where they go by ADP Moore gives us the week 17 guy with Hertz, and we have very little that we have done opposite him in part because those Eagles are so expensive. Chase Brown with Cincinnati gives us a mild bring back on our quarterback now for the week 16 game. So either way, this builds out the correlation for this lineup. And again, it does with players that, I mean, these are high priority guys for us anyway. Yeah, I'm happy. I'll let you make the call here. I'm happy with both of those guys. And I, I think, yeah, you, Sean's gone running back. I think that based on how the team has been built out so far is the the way I would have really heavily leaned. I think also playing the ADP game, it's only a couple of picks that it is after ADP, but there's always that slim chance, Sean, when somebody like a Rondell Moore, who I don't think gets back to us, there's always that slim chance that you know he does slide after ADP, which is right around these next couple of picks halfway through the 15th round from mid 15th and 
there's always a chance that they could slide back to us. But those two picks, I think, really start to fill out this. And we've talked about this a number of times over the, the last couple of minutes. A lot of flexibility. And that was a, a pick there where there was a huge amount of flexibility. We could have went all three positions, quarterback, running back, or wide receiver. I think the priority there was was quarterback and, and the, the running back position. How close were you there on, on Rondell Moore versus uh, Chase Brown? I mean, it was close. It is pretty. Because... It is pretty close. I, I think that's really one where if you have, you know, six wide receivers at that point, I think you're you're going more. And if you if you have seven and you, I, I think based on the structure, I think was the was the breaking point there for me. Was it similar for you? Yes, the structure there in terms of arguably needing another running back more. You also have this element where. I mean, Rondell Moore is such a weird dude in terms of how he's perceived. Obviously, I, I mean, Rondell himself, I think, is probably very normal. <laughs> but, I mean, he got within one pick of me in one of my drafts recently at like 35 spots below ADP. And so, I mean, again, once you get into this area of the draft, almost anything can happen. And yet, Just if there's the a guy who can spots. fall through like multiple rounds, it's Rondell Moore. Because huge numbers of people don't think that he's even going to be in the NFL next year, I guess. And so, I mean, from that perspective, you're thinking, I mean, he might get back to us. The other side of it is that, I mean, Travion Williams might just be straight up a better pick than Chase Brown. And you can probably put him in in the 20th round. The flip side of that is that Travion Williams could up, could just be a straight up better pick than Chase Brown. When you're on the clock with pick 18, if he is the best value and really the main guy you want staring back at you, and you've already taken Chase Brown and you didn't get Rondell Moore as a result, then that part of it you're going to really regret. Everything else, I think, pushed us in the direction of Chase Brown for that pick. So as we have some pause, Sean, before we make our next selection, two quarterbacks, four running backs, seven wide receivers, two tight ends. We have Jalen Hurts, Kenny Pickett. Then that rolls us into our running backs of Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Antonio Gibson, Chase Brown. And then at the wide receiver position, Justin Jefferson, Pickens, Johnson, Rashid Bittman. Then we have Jamison Williams, Sky Moore, Romeo Dobbs. And then tj hawkinson and sam laporta i asked the question earlier about the tight end position it feels like obviously sam howell's there so we can't give our honest opinion and say that it should be a two quarterback build at this point <laughs> but it, it, it feels like based on how we've set this up that if there was a draft that we were to miss out on sam howell this is probably the the one it probably is the one and sadly rondell moore does go there at the 188 so he does almost come back to us but not that is about quite. 20 picks after adp it is so again i mean he'll he'll come back into that range for you just not quite today so colin we are now on the clock how is still there as you referenced the other pick recently that was disappointing is that taekwon thornton does go at 183 so it doesn't really get that close to coming back to us i think that this is probably two rookies even though i mean yeah. you would you would like to get some of that veteran scoring here. A handcuff who could jump in and, and really. I think we're good at tight end. Trey McBride would be an option that I would add in if, if you wanted to go that way. But I do think that Spears is the other the other pick here. And I know there's tears been shed by the, the road of his OT community as we, we did pass in Sam Howell. That is, that is not something, Sean, we have done many <laughs> much in the last 12 months. It's very unusual that we do pass over. It is. We had this draft set perfectly to do it. The only player that we ended up with with Washington 
was Antonio Gibson. That's a good selection in isolation, so we don't need to put Sam Howell with him. Colm, I really like the way that this has come out. I Probably you don't want those three rookie running backs together there late, but Chase Brown, Zach Evans, Ty J. Spears, all three of them with a lot of athleticism, all three of them with electric playmaking ability, all three of them in position to be those guys who benefit in a zero RB sort of way. We referenced King Cap's team on the show, obviously, multiple times because it was this perfect build, won the regular season million dollars last year. I'm sure he will be in the mix again. And that was a team that benefited from hitting on the right rookie running backs, along with obviously many, many other perfect picks. I like these guys because of the athleticism and because of how close they are to serious opportunity. Yeah, there is the the zero RB element to it where the, they are very close to serious opportunity. We could see that potentially at the very start of the season. It may be a case where it takes a little bit of time to come in. One of the things I guess and we'll, we're going to do a, a kind of bonus show this week where we recap our team, recap some of the other teams that have been sent to us for BBM4 from the Rotoviz OT community. And looking through it, you know, looking at Brees Hall and if he is ready for week one versus if he is not, then we could be looking at, you know, we needed those rookies to be on the field and, and being very involved in week one. But I do think that you know, we'll, we'll play that out as it goes. But I like the balance that we have been able to create. And the other thing is, is we're... We're, we're not just it's not just a case we think all these rookies are going to hit there is going to be some growing pains there's going to be some that will potentially bust and then there's going to be some that do hit so trying to balance out that exposure and, and fit it into the roster i think makes a lot of sense one of the other things sean we haven't talked about it much today but i'm sure when we're recapping the team on the bonus show that will come out on saturday on the road of his overtime podcast feed we're always looking at those young players, the potential ascending players, players going in, even the likes of Sky Moore going into their second year who have not hit yet, still the potential upside of that. But if you look through this roster, there is a lot of young players, both first and second year guys in the NFL. Um, so another thing to try and target in those drafts. We have one more selection. We are eight picks away. Sam Howell's still available. No offense available. Trevion Williams, Sean, who you talked about earlier, is available goes in this kind of zone that we're going into now sean has added alan robinson to the draft i didn't know that was possible that we could add him to the queue sean i thought he was completely off your draft boards but since we have set up with the pittsburgh steelers and have kenny pickett i think it it does make sense to consider him at least and then justin ross for the kansas city chiefs in the mix as well you mentioned Travion williams and how things could play out Dwayne mcbride some more rookies getting added in here to the queue with uh, Izzy Abanakanda as well do you think one more running back is the way to go or do we think we we want that extra wide receiver it does feel like there's more security in the wide receivers we have selected versus the the running back so it might give a little bit of an edge there but also as much as I joked about the Alan Robinson potential option it does get interesting with this particular build yeah so we're on the clock Alan Robinson in the queue for all the Robinson fans it is a good fit the seattle game is one that we want to play in terms of that final game as well so i think that fant there is interesting travion Dwayne mcbride uh izzy with having Brees hall early who do you like here let's go for alan robinson sean because we i don't think we've ever drafted alan robinson together say it and it shall be done we have drafted alan robinson 
we'll see how we look when we review this team as i mentioned a bonus episode will be coming out but sean just for the team in general we'll take a run through and look at the entire crew as we drafted this particular roster we start off in that opening round 101 we take justin jefferson followed up by jalen hurts Brees hall tj hawkinson kenneth walker george pickens deontay johnson also rashad bateman jameson williams antonio gibson sky moore romeo dubes then it's sam laporta kenny pickett chase brown zach evans tyje spears and then alan robinson alan robinson sean we we drafted him that is the thing that we we did today I think it fits in with this when you're looking at the potential upside of the team to, to go that direction. But we'll save the full recap for the recap show. Any final thoughts, though, on how this draft went overall? How are you feeling as we haven't really had the time for the dust to settle and to fully dive into it? But I think this is a pretty fun team. I think it's definitely a very fun team. Actually, I'll go a step above. But I think there's also the, the upside for a potential tournament play here as well. There is. And to have Jalen Hurts empty... Not necessarily advised, but interesting. If you're going to do it, it needs to be with a mobile quarterback. We have the mobile QB there. We have the QB2 to play off of him, set to be a a breakout player and very well surrounded with weapons. We have a lot of the other breakout players that we like at running back. We have the wide receivers who look like values to us in a vacuum and then fit in well with this particular team. We have a lot of tight end, tight end upside on this team, which isn't necessarily as big a priority in 2023 as it has been in some past seasons, but is still something that when you hit on it can have massive league winning and tournament winning upside. Colin, this is a lot of fun. This team has a lot of firepower. It'll be an interesting one and a fun one to track throughout the season. Yeah, definitely will be. If you're playing over at Underdog Fantasy, you want to sign up with a new account and get yourself a 100% sign-up bonus up to $100. You can use the code ROTOVIS while signing up. That will get you 100% sign-up bonus up to $100. It's kind of It does what it says on the 10 if you are playing in BBM4. That is four free entries as you break that down. But, Sean, we are going to come back with a bonus show this week. It's going to come out on Saturday on the podcast feed. It'll come out a little bit later then on the video feed. So if you are interested, and, and these are ones that are beneficial to see both ways, I think, because obviously the video you can follow along with the draft but it is available on the audio side that always comes out a little bit sooner so subscribe to both the road of his youtube channel also you can subscribe to the road of his overtime podcast feed get all the shows once they are available over there my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at overtime Ireland. my co-host as always is sean siegel check out all of sean's work up on rotavis.com including this week dropping a dynasty workshop piece head on over check those out until we are back have a good one thank you for listening to overtime on rotoviz radio please rate and review the rotoviz radio podcast on itunes or your favorite podcast app you can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com follow us on twitter at rotoviz radio and remember you can always support the pod by subscribing to rotoviz with this country the rotoviz radio homepage rotoviz.com forward slash podcast
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.